Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know we've been learning about the Israelites and their return to the promised land. You see, many of the Israelites had been taken captive and sent to live in a foreign land for many, many years. Finally, under the rule of the Persian Empire, many of the Israelites were allowed to return to the land and rebuild the temple, the wall around Jerusalem, and their homes. Today, I want to take a minute and pause our story about the rebuilding of the temple and the Jews who had returned to the promised land, and I want to turn our attention back to the Persian Empire. There were still many Jews who remained in the Persian Empire. These Jews had not yet made the long journey back to their promised land. And so I want us to go back to Persia. I want us to take a minute to see what's going on back in Persia. Well, back in Persia, there was a young Jewish woman. A young Jewish woman who, like Daniel, had been taken captive and forced to leave her home. This young woman's name was Esther. We don't know much about Esther's life living in the promised land as a young girl before she was taken captive and brought to a foreign land. We don't know much about her at all, but we do know that her parents had died and that her older cousin Mordecai looked after her like his own daughter. Esther and Mordecai found themselves as foreigners in the pagan land of Persia. Esther's life had not been easy to say the least, and here she found herself away from her homeland without her parents living under the Persian king, King Xerxes. Now King Xerxes was a powerful man. He was one of the most powerful men of his time. As a Persian king, he was king over the entire Persian empire. This was the empire that had conquered the powerful Babylonian empire. Let me begin by telling you a little bit about what happened during the time of Xerxes. The Xerxes who ruled over 127 provinces stretching from India to Kush. At that time, King Xerxes reigned from his royal throne in the citadel of Susa. And in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his nobles and officials, the military leaders of Persia and Media, the princes and the nobles of the provinces. They were all present for a full 180 days. He displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and glory of his majesty. When these days were over, the king gave a banquet lasting seven days in the enclosed garden of the king's palace for all the people from the least to the greatest who were in the citadel of Susa. The garden had hangings of white and blue linen fastened with cords of white linen and purple material to silver rings on marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of marble, mother of pearl, and other costly stones. It was beautiful to say the least. Now, the king had a queen, and the queen's name was Vashti. And Queen Vashti also gave a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Xerxes. On the seventh day of the banquet, 
When the king was high in spirits, he commanded the seven eunuchs who served him to bring before him Queen Vashti, wearing her royal crown in order to display her beauty to the people and nobles, for she was lovely to look at. But when the attendants delivered the king's command, Queen Vashti refused to come. Then the king became furious and burned with anger. Since it was customary for the king to consult experts in matters of law and justice, he spoke with the wise men who understood the times and were closest to the king, the seven nobles of Persia and Media, who had special access to the king and were highest in the kingdom. According to the law, what must be done to Queen Vashti, he asked. She has not obeyed the command of King Xerxes that the eunuchs have taken to her. Then one of the king's nobles replied in the presence of the king, Queen Vashti has done wrong, not only against the king, but against all the nobles and the peoples of all the provinces of King Xerxes. Therefore, if it pleases the king, let him issue a royal decree, and let it be written in the laws of Persia and Media, which cannot be repealed, that Vashti is never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes. Also, let the king give her royal position to someone else who is better than she." The king and his nobles were pleased with this advice, so the king did as was proposed. He sent dispatches to all parts of the kingdom, to each province in its own script, and to each people in their own language. Later, when King Xerxes' anger had subsided, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what he had decreed about her. Then the king's personal attendants proposed, let a search be made for beautiful young girls for the king. Let the king appoint commissioners in every province of his realm to bring all these beautiful young women into the king's palace at the citadel of Susa. Let them be placed under the care of Haggai, the king's eunuch, who is in charge of the women, and let beauty treatments be given to them. Then let the young woman who pleases the king be queen instead of Vashti. This advice appealed to the king, and he followed it. Now you might be thinking, what does all of this have to do with Esther? The king and his queen and his banquets and his noblemen. What could this have anything to do with Esther? Well, you're just about to find out. There was in the citadel of Susa, a Jew of the tribe of Benjamin named Mordecai. He had been carried into exile from Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, among those taken captive with Jehoiakim, king of Judah. Mordecai had a cousin named Hadassah, whom he had brought up because she had neither father nor mother. This young woman, who was also known as Esther, was lovely and beautiful. Mordecai had taken her as his own daughter when her father and mother had died. When the king's order and edict had been proclaimed, many young women were brought to the citadel of Susa and put under the care of Haggai. Esther also was taken to the king's palace and entrusted to Haggai, who had charge of them. She pleased him and won his favor. Immediately he provided her with beauty treatments and special food. He assigned her to seven female attendants selected from the king's palace and moved her and her attendants into the best place in the palace. Now, in all of this, Esther had not revealed her nationality and family background because Mordecai had forbidden her to do so. So no one in the king's court knew that she was a Jew. They did not know she was an Israelite 
one of God's chosen people. But just like Daniel and just like Joseph in a foreign land, God gave Esther favor. This means that God was with her, even in the king's palace. She might have been frightened. She might have been scared. We don't know. She was taken from Mordecai, the only family she had. Yet God had placed his blessing and anointing upon her. And so every day, the king's attendant walked back and forth near the courtyard of the palace to find out how Esther was, to look after her, to ask what was happening to her. Before a young woman's turn came to go into King Xerxes, she had to complete 12 months of beauty treatments. 12 months, that's an entire year prescribed for the women, including six months with oil of myrrh and six months with perfumes and cosmetics. This is how she would go to the king. Anything she wanted was given to her to take with her to see the king. She could choose from the king's royal treasury of any kind of jewelry she wanted, any kind of dress she wanted to wear. She could choose whatever she wanted to take with her to see the king. After meeting the king, she would not return to the king unless he was pleased with her and summoned her by name. Well, Esther, what would Esther do? When the turn came for Esther to go to the king, she asked for nothing other than what Haggai, the king's attendant who was in charge of the girls, suggested. And Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. She was taken to King Xerxes in the royal residence in the 10th month, the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. Now the king was attracted to Esther more than to any of the other women. And she won his favor and approval more than any of the other women. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. And the king gave a great banquet, Esther's banquet, for all his nobles and officials. He proclaimed a holiday throughout the provinces and distributed gifts with royal liberality. Dear Truth Seekers, What are some truths we can find from today's story? Do you know what caught my attention from this story? The word favor. Where else have we heard the word favor used? We learn the word favor when Joseph found himself in Egypt and God caused Joseph to be placed as second in command under Pharaoh of the whole land of Egypt. It was because of Joseph that the people did not starve during the famine. We learned about favor in the story of Daniel when God caused Daniel to be chosen as one of the king's three main administrators. And now, now we learn about favor in the life of Esther as God caused her to be chosen as the next queen of the Persian Empire. Friends, do you see a connection between all three stories? Joseph, Daniel, and Esther found themselves as strangers in a foreign land. But God used them powerfully to influence and make a difference where they were. They could have completely given up on God. They could have hardened their hearts and become bitter. But instead, they surrendered their hearts and allowed God to use them to make His name known. True Seekers, today you and I are in a foreign land. No, you are not in Babylon or Persia, but you are living in a world that is not your permanent home. When you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your home became heaven. 
We are waiting for the day when Jesus will return and we will rule and reign with him. He will make all things new. There will be a new heaven and a new earth and God is preparing us for that day. Right now, wherever you are, God has given you favor. What is God calling you to do? How is he calling you to be a leader where you are? Will you be a leader like Daniel and Joseph and Esther? Will you allow God to humble you and use you for his glory? God has placed his favor and anointing upon you to walk as light in the darkness. The world around us needs the light of Jesus inside of us. You have Jesus to share with others. You have his favor upon you. Wherever you step your foot, God is with you. Wherever you go, he goes before you. He opens doors that no man can shut. He places you in places that no man can change. God is with you. He is for you. He is leading you and he is guiding you into the purpose and calling that he has for you. Do not take it lightly. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and show you how you can be used just as Daniel, Joseph, and Esther were used for the glory of God. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Esther chapters 1 and 2. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have given me your favor to go into this world and be a light that shines Jesus to those who do not know you. God, I pray for every boy and girl listening to this prayer right now. I ask that your favor would be upon them. I ask that you would lead them and guide them to be Daniels, Josephs, and Esthers in their communities. Give them courage and strength to stand for you, even when no one else is. I pray for your hand upon them, Lord. Raise them up to be truth seekers who declare your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Be sure to stay tuned. We aren't done learning about Esther. We will see just how much favor God has upon her life and what he calls her to do. Before we go, I have a couple more reviews I want to read. This first review is from Everly. She says, my name is Everly. I am seven years old. I love the story of Joash. I like it because he was kept safe from his grandma and God kept his promise to David and he did right in the eyes of the Lord. I think you're the best podcast teacher a kid could ever have. Everly, that is the sweetest, sweetest review. Thank you so much. I am just honored to be your podcast teacher. All right. This next review says, hi, my name is Sophie. I live in San Diego and I am nine years old. I love listening to your podcast while we are in the car. I've learned so much from the Bible stories that you share. I want you to know that from listening to the podcast so much, I've been able to answer some hard questions during Bible in my fourth grade class. Thank you for sharing about the Lord and helping me to learn about God's love. I can't wait for the new episode episode each week. Sophie, I love hearing that the podcast is helping you in your Bible class in school. That blesses my heart. I was an elementary teacher for many years and I taught Bible in a Christian school. And I love hearing that this podcast is helping you have even greater understanding of the Bible in your Bible class at school. I love that. This review is from Lincoln. He says, my name is Lincoln and I am nine years old. I love True Seekers. It's my favorite part of the day. Thank you, Lincoln. This next review says, my name is Rivers and I'm seven years old. I really enjoy the podcast. It helped me make the decision to ask Jesus into my heart. This past Sunday, I was baptized at my church. Thank you for teaching us the stories of the Bible and helping me become ready to be a Christian from the mom. Rivers is always so excited to listen and asks me to turn it on as soon as we get in the car. 
Your sign-off are always so encouraging and really convicting. They are what pushed him into accepting Jesus into his heart. Thank you so much for this wonderful podcast. Rivers, thank you so much. I am just so excited to hear that. That blesses my heart so much that Jesus has spoken to you and that you have made him your Lord and Savior. I pray over you, Rivers, that God protects that seed in your heart, that he raises you up to be a godly, godly man for his glory, for his purpose. What a special review. Thank you so much, Rivers, for sharing that with me. All right, this next review says, we enjoy this podcast because we listen to it every morning before school in the car. It has helped us learn new stories from the Bible. That's Reagan, Carson, and Gabby. Thank you, Reagan, Carson, and Gabby so much for listening and for leaving that review. And finally, this is from Mary Kate Phillips. She says, thank you, Sherilyn, for making this amazing podcast. My children, Elijah, John, and Elise love it. We listen from Alabama. Elijah says, may God bless you in Jesus' name. We are listening from Alabama. Elijah wants to share. He likes the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego best. Also, he likes that you do not add much of your own stuff. He likes the focus on God's word. Well, thank you so much, Elijah, John, Elise, and Mary Kate appreciate that review. Thank you so much for listening over there in Alabama. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to our time together next week.